professionals talking about that real shit at work that you can't talk about at work y'all know what it is that real shit those real jobs and all of y'all who listen to us those real people mm-hmm. jay let's get into the shit last last episode we provided the jobs that be testing our urine this episode is dedicated to the managers and supervisors that be testing our nerves okay. but first <laughs> but first we have this advertisement from our affiliate People who want to start their own podcast keep asking us how we got our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and all of these major platforms. Well, let me tell you a little secret there, guys. We use Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is a great podcast host that will give you a great-looking podcast website, get you listed on every major podcast platform, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and much more. Following the link in the episode description lets Buzzsprout know Get you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and help support our show, Mondays with A&J. So join over 100,000 podcasters like us already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Click on the link and get started. Yeah. Okay, so y'all know we got the pink slip moment where we bring you the stories of the people who did dumb shit. And had to get let go. Now today, we are bringing you the story of an Amazon employee fired for issuing false refunds. Amazon employee, step into my office. It says you have been let go for issuing $96,000 worth of false returns to yourself. (laughs) And does this say, does this say, and to gang? Mm. $96,000 and we thought that they were scamming with the COVID PPP loans Mm. the Justice Department has brought charges on you for federal wire fraud and aggravated identity theft Mm. holding holding a prison sentence of up to 22 years Mm -mm. Lord you are stupid Um, (laughs) you are stupid (laughs) you are so stupid Smokey Bear once said only you can prevent forest fires and now there's been a fire in the Amazon. <laughs> now from the management and staff here at Mondays with A and J, you're fired. You're fired. You gotta get on up out of here. Don't collect two hundred dollars. Just go straight to jail. See ya. Enjoy getting stuff in your butt. Bye. <laughs> so we are bringing back. <laughs> We are bringing back the work so skits. <laughs> Focus. <laughs> hey, that shit happened in jail, okay? Everybody knows shit happened. You you get violated in jail. I mean, I don't know that, but you know, from what I've heard. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, we are bringing back the work skit from season one, y'all. 
you know, y'all favorite characters, Trey and Brittany. So we're going to show you a scene where what people usually want to say to their bosses or supervisors in a scenario versus what you should not say to your boss or your supervisor. Hey, Brittany, did you finish the report I asked for? Uh, yes, I did. It's right here. Okay. Well, you know, you've been, you're on your lunch break and I had asked for it before noon. I needed those reports earlier because the last ones you turned in didn't meet my, I mean, the desired company format. Um, yes, I sent it to you via email um, before noon. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just, I'm just trying to make sure. Um, and remember, we have that meeting today to go over our quarterly uh, goals. I was trying to check yours out. I didn't see you put them in yet. I guess they are in there. Uh, please check again. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, also one more thing. I went ahead and clocked you out uh, for your lunch break because you must have just forgot to clock yourself out or whatnot before going on lunch break. I know that was just accident or whatnot. Um, yes, it, I must have uh, forgot. Thank you. Okay. And I, also one, one last thing. I'm not saying this is you. But I'm just making sure that everyone is cleaning up uh, any spills in the microwave. We had some complaints. So just thanks and see you in a few. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess that is what you should say. Yes, that is definitely what you should say. Now we're about to give the alternative version. <laughs> okay, so I guess what this is what say. I want to say. Shit. Hey, Brittany, I uh, see you on your lunch break. Did you finish that report I asked for? Yes, damn it. Dang, you never check your email. I already sent it. Whoa, whoa, but did it come in before noon like I asked for? Yes, look at the timestamp. Why are you why are you over here? I'm eating. Don't you see me eating? I'm I'm just trying to I'm just trying to make sure that your report is up to standards, because last time it just really wasn't. No, it was up to standards, okay? Per the person above you, okay? You just don't like me because I'm black. Company Company policy. Exactly. Can you can you let me finish eating my lunch? Don't you got some business to handle? Oh no, you don't. You ain't never got we'll, no work to do. I go ahead and go. We'll we'll talk about this later. No, we won't. Bye bye. <laughs> Yo, the black thing. Because <laughs> I'm black. You what you supposed to say? Yo, that's what I be wanting to say all the time. I be like, no, it's because I'm black. Like, what let's you, stop playing. What you supposed to say to that? You can't say nothing because then they they don't want to be accused of racism or different they're. they're their main thing, because I have said that to somebody before, and they was like, I am not a racist. That's like the automatic <laughs> response. I am not a racist. I'm not racist. I love black people. All my friends are black. It I have a black you. grandchildren. Like, oh my gosh. It would be black, you to want to Black say lives that. matter. Okay. It would be you to say that to a, a boss. I know. I didn't say it to a boss. It was to a professor in grad oh, okay. school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can get away with that. Well, uh, yeah, it, it turned into a whole debacle after that. But yeah, that was definitely easier saying it to professor than a boss. I don't know if I say it to a boss, but I definitely think that shit. So, well, well, well. Let me ask you this: Have you had? So you just gave me that scenario. Have you had experiences that kind of match the level of micromanaging that Brittany just had to endure? Yes, and far beyond. Let's hear it. <laughs> Let's hear it. Shoot, coming up, coming up to me on your on my lunch break, my boy. There's too many to count. Definitely had the lunch break thing happen. Um, and usually, like, I'm always taken aback by it because I'm like, but you see me eating, right? Mm-hmm. So why would you want to disturb somebody when it's clearly lunchtime, they're eating, they got food in their mouth, and you want to ask all these questions? You could have sent an email. You could have waited. You could have waited until yeah. after lunch. So I'd be like, either you're not hungry, you don't like to eat, you ain't got no friends. It's something wrong because I'm like, you don't, you don't want to eat in private. You know, that's why I hate cubicles. 
because yeah. it's just people feel like they can automatically invade your space, you know. Hey, I saw your door open. Uh, right. Yeah, so it's a cubicle. <laughs> there ain't no the door. fucking door, bitch. <laughs> Fuck. Ain't no door. <laughs> this shit open as hell. I hate cubicles, especially like a shared cubicle. So you have mm. like zero privacy. And the one thing I try to do when it comes to cubicles, if I need to stop by somebody's desk and I see that they're busy, I just come back. And if they're not busy, I like stand right by the little opening. But I find that people come like all the way up to the back of my chair. And I'm yeah. like, who said I wanted you breathing over my neck? It's and it's the supervisor. Be- okay, <laughs> trying to look into my computer. Like, what you what is that tab over there? Oh that doesn't look like work related. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram. Have like, they said that to you? No, no, no. Oh, but you can just tell that they're looking like to see what kind of tabs you have up on Yo, your computer. I will never I will never forget being at work and and we didn't have much to do because we had me and like four other staff members had just started. So I was like watching basketball highlights on, <laughs> on their on their Wi-Fi. And she came up and was like, you're not supposed to do that. I'm like, what else I'm supposed to do? And she's like, you're just not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to be on YouTube. I'm like, yeah. So I'll go sit in the bathroom and be on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Like, what else I'm supposed to do? Y'all ain't giving us no work to do right now. I like, hate that when you have to pretend to work. That is the worst thing yeah. ever. When you have no work to do and you have to sit there and pretend like you're busy. Let me go home. Yeah, I, I like I will definitely go to the bathroom. Like in my current position, I have like hiding spots that I go to when I try to get away from my supervisor because I have a supervisor that's very, very, very annoying. Like that person who's like, you know, that happy person, but you could tell it ain't real happiness and they like that all day. They're like, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you? How are you? Like, and you're just like, shut the fuck up. Like, it's eight mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning. Nobody's trying to hear all that, you know? And uh, so that person is like that to me, and they're always looking for me for some reason. You know, oh, I didn't see you earlier. Yeah, yeah, I was getting this done. But usually I'm in a hiding spot, and I'm still getting my mm-hmm. work done, you know, on my laptop or whatever. But um, I have, like, a little spot on the on the top floor, you know, by the roof. Mm-hmm. You know, I, got, I go to the bathroom. I have little cubby, cubby holes where I can work at or whatever that she don't really know about, so... That's especially helpful uh, to get away from an annoying boss because you just, it's hard to do that day in and day out. It just grinds, yeah. grinds your gears for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the, but it's like, I'm trying to think, just just the times that I've had those those bosses like that just micromanage everything. Like I've had bosses that that not only are they just kind of always over your shoulder, but it extends out towards like you trying to request leave. Like, let's say you have deadlines or, mm-hmm. or like quarterlies or something like that. And they're like, you put in a request and they're looking at you like, yeah, but is your work done? It's like, okay, but did I put in my request? Right. <laughs> like, Can like, you approve it? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like to hold that over my head, that like that level of micromanage to say, oh, well, you're not, you're, you're not, you might not meet your milestone. So you can't take this time off. It's like, that's wait, messed what? up. That's messed up. I've I feel like it. those people are miserable. To do that yeah. to people, yeah, I, you you see it. Like I've heard, I've heard worse. Like at least mine was just based on leave. Like I've heard people who parents have died and the and managers have literally just not allowed them to like take take out leave. Oh yeah, because they, don't care. B- yeah, just because they weren't as far enough as as what the manager would have asked for in their work. And it's just like who like my job will be here tomorrow. My parents might not, especially with everything going on with COVID. It's right. like people, you would think people would have more empathy for, for no. things. 
They don't. I find that a lot of people in those management positions, sadly, they're miserable. Mm. I mean, they are just downright miserable. They do not like their lives. And whatever type of disdain they have for their own life, like, they bring it to work. And they put it on other people. Like, you're talking about, yeah, I'm about to go on this vacation to, you know, Barbados or something like mm-hmm. that. And they're they not about to go on vacation to Barbados. They don't even have nobody to go on vacation with. So they don't want your ass going on vacation while they stuck in the office. So you're going to be stuck in the office right there with them. You but know? that's. But then it, that leads to so many different consequences. Like, you miserable, and now I'm going to be in the office miserable as hell. Yeah, misery love company. That's where that yeah. came from. They'd rather be have miserable with somebody else than by themselves. Like, you out having fun, yeah. posting on social media. Those people, I, I, mm-mm. I'm not, I'm not one for it. And uh, for, um, there was another story I had. What was we just yeah. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, why do you so why do you No, i had that? a really good story you could just come back to it no it's like on the tip of my tongue we were just talking about um time off yeah we oh we were talking, talking about, about no death in the family yeah yeah so i went and shadowed a uh grad school program a phd program one time and they were just talking about you know, the challenging aspects of a PhD and everything. And so for people who are in PhD programs, especially like in the sciences, that is your job. That shit Mm -hmm. is tough. So I remember there was this girl, she gave her testimony about the program and she was like, yeah, she was like, even my, I think it was like her grandfather passed away and they basically, and she had to do like her dissertation and they basically told her like, oh, like you can't go to your grandpa's funeral, but your grandpa, I'm sure he'll be proud that you stayed they said that? And, um, yes, that she stayed and, like, did her dissertation instead of going to his funeral. Like, they tried to play, spin it like that. And I was like, wow. I was like, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, when it comes to these jobs, are. these school programs, whatever y'all in, like, none of that supersedes family. Because at the end of the day, nobody's going to give a fuck about you but your family. When you die, exactly. the people at your job are going to be like, oh, that was so sad. What happened to Trey you. and Brittany? Oh, my god! They just going to replace you. Prayers up, condolences, prayers to the family, Facebook post, and keep it pushing. Yeah. Well, why do you think, why do you think supervisors, other than just them being miserable, <laughs> what, what do you, do you think it's just people's personalities that some people are just like that? Yeah, I mean, we all have different personalities, and I think that some people are <clears throat> blind to the personalities of others, like the people mm-hmm. they're managing or the people below them. Like, I think they're just blind to those people, and instead of, like, adapting and being flexible in their style of communication, they just, like, stick to how they are, and they don't want to change at all. And they mm-hmm. expect everybody else to adapt to them. But they're not meeting anybody halfway, and then you have tension and conflict and things like that. And I think sometimes people who are in management roles, they get that air of power, right? You know, and uh, they they feel all high and mighty, and they put themselves on a pedestal. And there's usually mm-hmm. a, a few who actually put them on a pedestal, too. And so they don't think they're doing anything wrong. They don't think their shit stank. And so anytime they hear any type of criticism or anything about them, they just think it's hate. Or they think somebody's complaining. You know, they don't actually think it's something that they need to actually take a look at for themselves. I think, but I think a lot of times these supervisors are on a pedestal because it's like a lot of them sign off on our raises. They sign off on. But who's if, putting on, them on a pedestal? Huh? Who's putting them on a pedestal? 
anybody. Like it could be the worker, the subordinates, the people that work underneath them. If you have a fear of getting fired or a performance evaluation or something like that, you're going to look you're going to look at them and you're going to kind of you're going to tailor your even your work style to whatever they want versus what what's natural for you. Yeah, I've definitely seen that come into play where people are so scared of getting fired. So scared. Like Mm -hmm. I had one lady. um, So she wasn't my supervisor. She wasn't anything to me. She just like worked in the same lab I worked in, but she was like best friends with the supervisor and the manager. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so she thought she was a supervisor and she would harass me every single day of work like just really bothered the fuck up out of me <laughs> about what i don't know about nothing like she would come over to my space and be like oh like you need to do this you need to do that and i'm thinking like who are you you're not you're not my boss like and she'll rearrange my stuff she'll mess with my stuff mm-hmm. she'll change stuff she'd be like oh you need to do this you need to do this you should have done that and everything and i'm just like if you don't get so you know most people in a job what they do they start off by ignoring the person they just ignore them. They don't. They don't want to incite anything. They don't want to turn up at work. So you just ignore them. You know, keep it. Keep it pushing. But if somebody does that to you, for in my case, three four months on end, every day, you can only take so much as a person. So what? So, how do you cope with that? Like how? You, how did you deal with it? I went off on her ass. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Just like Britney did in that skit. Just like Britney. I went off on our ass because she poked the bear too many times. I am saved, but only so much. <laughs> I am still human. <laughs> and she just would not stop bothering me day in, day out. And so it was literally Christmas Eve or Christmas morning, Christmas morning. Because mm-hmm. I worked overnight. And oh my gosh, she tried me one more time. And that was the last straw. On the Lord's day, I could not take it. And I had to let her know. Now, I didn't curse her out with curse words. As I said in a previous episode, I professionally cursed her out. That is a skill. You got to be able to read people and tear them down to the ground without using any curse words. You don't You don't think that affects the uh, relationships between supervisor and like employee? She wasn't my supervisor. That was the whole mm. point. Remember, she thought she acted like she was because Mm. she was best friends with the supervisor and the manager. So she thought that their powers extended to her. I think everybody can relate to the person who the person who's kind of they might not even be that cool with the manager, but the person that's just kind of like watching everybody else. Yes. Critiquing, (laughs) asking you, are you sure you should be doing that? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Like, yo, are you sure you want to do that? Yo, I know the boss. I don't know if they're going to like that. <laughs> Yo, like, what, bro? If you don't get out my face, like, we getting paid the same thing. We exactly. got hired the same day. Like, <laughs> Your check ain't got nothing to do with my check. But for some reason, they make it their business. And those people are definitely miserable. So I definitely yeah. told that lady that day she was quite miserable. I read her. When I tell you, I had the people in the lab. They was dying on the inside. Because I read her. Her face was like the Home Alone face. She was just like, <gasps> like, and oh, I was... No. <laughs> And I was just like, yeah. And then she was like, I'm going to go tell um, the lab manager. And I was like, tell him. I said, matter of fact, he got my phone number. Tell him to call me. I said, but either way, I'm out. Peace. Like, I was not playing. And what happened, of course, when I came back, had a big old meeting. And what happened? Mm -hmm. Did they want to hear my side? Nope. 
They took mm. her side without even hearing my side of the story, accused me of everything she said I did, did even though it was a lie. And then she, um, and then they told me to apologize to her. I was like, no, I won't be apologizing. So what did I do after that? And everybody, this is what you should always do. When you're at a job from the beginning, even when things are going great, with supervisors, managers, and you're like, oh my gosh, they're so nice, it's so great. Document. I don't care how nice they seem in the beginning. Everybody starts out nice. You start out nice as the employee and they start out nice as the boss. But at some point, that shit get a little blurry. So document. Document everything that they do that might seem a little off, out of line, out of character, out of your job description, whatever it is that you see. Date, timestamp, emails, all that kind of stuff. I did that at this job. After that meeting with them, I immediately typed up. It was like a six-page HR report. And I called HR, told them my verbal version, sent them the document. And what was it? A few weeks later, they had moved me to a whole different part of the lab. That is under, definitely under one my way choice. Of, that's definitely one way of uh, coping with that that situation. Working with people who are micromanaging or just aggravating, try to move into a, a different different part, different department, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think would that's you, the way I've always coped with it. I've always would, just moved into a different space. Would you recommend people to leave their jobs in those situations? If it starts to affect your mental health and your physical health, yes, if you can do it. I mean, of course, there's a million factors when you quit a job, right? I mean, it's definitely not recommended that if you're going to be homeless, if you quit a job to quit your job, yeah. right? Or if you're going to be struggling to take care of your family or your kids or things like that and your basic needs, then yeah, that's not advised. But if you got some wiggle room, if you got some stuff saved up, if you're able to line up another job quickly, or if you're in the midst of it, like me, like I've done before, start applying for jobs. Why you still I have I always one. say that. When you have a good job, I always say, just yes. apply for more because all it takes is one job to change your whole entire life. And right. you never know, and you always want to keep gaining skills as you go. You want to like, always have options. Yeah, you it's, always it's just always have options. Yeah, it's different than than our parents, or our grandparents, where they sat on a job for 40, 50 years. Yeah, which that ain't there happening was, no more. <laughs> which yeah, it was nothing wrong with that, but it's just we live in a different era where people want to people want to keep keep gaining knowledge, keep gaining skills, and you just really don't know what's going to be the best job if you don't really just you know put your foot out there and step. Yeah, and the the thing about our parents and grandparents um, is that, you know, they were loyal to their jobs and the guys of the jobs would be loyal to them. Mm. But nowadays, we know damn well. Not at all. These jobs, (laughs) man, these retention rates. These retention rates, because if that's the case, retention rates in in areas where micromanaging has happened would would be, you know, retention rates would be a lot higher. But people are leaving. Yeah. People are leaving because you're dealing like if you're burning out your staff, if you're burning out your staff, if if people are worried about their job security, if people having trust and morale issues with with their their, just the relationships they're having with with other coworkers, Mm -hmm. their bosses. It's like if I don't feel like I can trust my bosses or go up to them, I'm going to feel like, well, shoot, who, who can I really trust? You can't trust none of these people. I say that when people want to go into jobs and they want to make friends, if you happen to make, like, a good friend out of your work, like, organically, cool. But, like, I wouldn't force that stuff because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who've been in work scenarios where they thought that was their friend. And then that friend went mum when something came up or that friend all of a sudden threw you under under the bus. And that Mm -hmm. happened on that same job I told you about with the crazy lady who was harassing me. They had to do a whole investigation. And so Mm -hmm. they started interviewing people who who were on my shift 
And there was one guy who he actually would instigate stuff or he actually thought it was entertaining. He would text me anytime, like when I was gone on my break, he would text me if she was like talking about me or doing whatever <laughs> with my stuff. So when I told them that and they invest, so they investigated everybody. They asked him questions like, had they seen her harassing me and stuff or doing stuff to me before? He lied and said, nah, right? Out of fear of his job, losing his job, like we said earlier. But my thing is this, like, you going to be a punk and you not going to stand up when you don't want to stick your nose in this? So, of course, what did I do? Bring out the documentation, text message thread, just the way he said. And then he looked stupid in the end because now you a liar, too. Yeah. That's I, was, a, I think, yeah, I think that method of documenting is is a, is a great way to... um to cope cope with in those situations. I think also when you're dealing with somebody who is micromanaging to the T like that, if you like, I know the last alternative is, you know, we already talked about looking for another job. So the last alternative is like leaving your job. But if you're trying to deal, if you're just dealing with it, like you enjoy your work, but hate your supervisor, a way to kind of deal with that is to kind of, like I said earlier about kind of tailoring your work and the, and to their format and what they want. I know it's going to take a lot of you got to you got to suppress your ego. But at the same time, like you enjoy your job. I think asking questions from that supervisor, trying to be as trying to trying to gain as much clarity as possible. So you're not in a situation where they're they're like Trey all up on your back asking you for reports like, yo, I've sent you 100 reports this month. Like at this point, you're you just don't trust the work I'm doing. It has nothing to do. These aren't requirements. You just don't you don't like the work I'm doing. I think some ways to, another way to cope with it is to come back at your bosses or supervisors, managers with the same energy that they bring you. So if they're always asking you questions, you be that question asker to them. Yeah. Go in there like, hey, hey, boss. Because at, at some point they're going to be like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. Or they just like to talk. Some people do like to talk. <laughs> but that goes back to people being miserable because a lot of people that come to work and they like to talk a lot because they ain't got nobody to talk to. Once they leave mm-hmm. work, they ain't got no friends, no family, whatever. A goldfish, a dog, something. Like, they don't got it. So, but it's, I've I've noticed that when one of my supervisors, because she likes to talk a lot, but I noticed that if I set the tone at the beginning of the conversation and I start to lead it, and then I start running my mouth and giving her, like, an overabundance of information, she gets flustered and she wants to get off the phone. Because <laughs> she wants to control the flow of the conversation. So when I take over, she's like, uh, she doesn't know how to operate at that point. So I kind of beat her at her own game. Mm-hmm. And so you can do that to too. Yeah, so I think when it comes to jobs, like, if you have that crazy of a, we, there's no job, well, I won't say no job, but most jobs, probably, there's going to be some type of upper level management, boss, leadership, that's going to get on your nerves. If it's just basic getting your nerves, they're annoying, you don't like the way their voice sounds, their personality, cool, but you enjoy your job, then stay. You know, find ways to cope with it. Like I said, find a little hiding spots, find other people that you like at work. Finding a hiding spot during work hours. <laughs> <laughs> not saying don't do your work do your work in your hiding spot if you can some people can't no, you don't have desk. to be there <laughs> some people don't have Why to leave <laughs> some people uh can't leave their desk at their job but if you have That's flexibility funny. to like move around like for example like if you work on a campus of some sort then like and you can move to break rooms and different type of areas work areas then do that 
um, that's a good alternative. But if it's taking a toll on your mental health, your physical health, if you find yourself crying, if you're in the bathroom, like wondering what the hell is going on, if you feel like it's just raining and pouring on you and there's no rainbow in sight, then you got to get up out of there. Because your mental health and your physical health is always way more important than a job. You can always find another job. It may not be the exact one you want, but you can at least make a lateral move into something else and then step up from there. So with supervisors and bosses micromanaging us and everybody else, I found a way to micromanage my purchases. Introducing (laughs) Instacart. Save yourself that trip to the market. Instacart delivers groceries in as fast as one hour. They connect you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores. There are multiple stores available with all the products you love, such as Pop-Tart, my favorite. (laughs) Instacart even highlights deals to help you save money. Follow the link in the episode description to get free delivery on your first order over $35. I need some money, man. $35. (laughs) Let let Instacart know we sent you and help support our show. Okay, wait. Do we have mail? Uh, let you me check. Got email. Looks like we have a question from Katie out of Connecticut. Hey. So it reads: I dislike my coworkers, but truly love my job. <laughs> Yo, this is everybody. <laughs> she says, "I'm not sure what I should do. Any advice?" Ignore those hoes. <laughs> No, that's why I was going to say fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> what they say? Fuck them kids. Fuck them coworkers. Damn. Like, girl, if that's your job and you love your job, then do your job. Like, if your coworkers, just like you could, like we said, you can have annoying bosses. You can have annoying mm-hmm. coworkers. But the good thing with coworkers is that everybody had to remember those are your peers. They're your colleagues, just like classmates in school, right? So you can kind of draw a harsher line with your coworkers than maybe you can with your boss. And you can be a little bit more upfront, straightforward, and blunt with mm-hmm. your boundaries, right? Be like, hey, I really don't like it when people come to my cubicle when I'm eating. So I'll definitely come, you know, I'll come find you, you know, after I'm done. You can mm-hmm. say that a little bit more directly than maybe to your boss where you have to kind of, you know, soften it up. Yeah, I think it's the, it's going to be dependent on how severe this, you know, disdain for your coworkers are. Because if it's that bad, you could always, you know, move to an alternate work schedule, transfer to a new department mm-hmm. or like we've been talking about with the micromanaging, you know, change jobs. But it's it's all going to be on a case by case basis on how much you can really endure and how much do you truly love this job. And it's really at the end of the day, you weighing your options. Yeah. And then, you know, certain things like earbuds are your friends. I keep my earbuds in all the time, even though there's a lot of people that disrespect that and don't catch the hint and want to talk anyways. But it'll at least deter some people if you have Mm -hmm. like earbuds in or whatever. Or if they try to talk to you, just be like, hey, like, you know, point to your earbuds. Mm -hmm. I'm on a call. Yeah, I'm on the phone. I'm on the the phone. (laughs) And they're like, oh, oh, okay, okay. (laughs) You know, um, or or (laughs) this is funny. You know, if you're like the sick one in the office, people will leave you alone. So if you coughing all the time and sneezing and stuff, you know, people don't want to come over to your area because they don't want to get sick, too. Yeah. So hopefully think, that helps you, Katie. Yeah. Um, thank you for the question. Uh, if you guys have questions or, or, or need advice about anything, 
uh, send us send us uh, send us questions and advice to our Mondays podcast at gmail.com. Don't send us advice. Send us the scenario that you want advice for. Yeah, there you go. Hey, 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 hey. Y'all already know what time it is. It's Music Mondays. You know what that means. We got y'all through the beginning of the day. Now here's some new music to get you through the rest. Bringing you Skyfall by musical artist Mizzy Hendrix. Ivy League swag at nigga, we flexing, still alive and kicking, man. It's a blessing when the only lifestyle you used to live in is reckless. Life's chess, not checkers. Too many of my niggas check me. So if life's a bitch, do you know that we dig? A lion in the jungle, surrounded by snakes. Stab you in the back, but smile in your face. Follow him on IG and all social media at Mizzy Hendrix underscore St. Michael. Check out the song and his new release, MK. Head to Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or click on the links in the episode description. And if you want to be the next Music Monday star and featured on the episode of Mondays with A&J, follow us on IG or hit up our DMs. Another episode in the books. Mondays with A and J, you know what it is. Yes, sir. Come on, man. Do I do I gotta do I have to keep reiterating what it is? It's we on Spotify, we on Apple, we on Google, the website MondaysPodcast.com. Come on, subscribe to us, follow us, you know, give us a like. Come on, come on, man. We let me leave y'all with that Mondays quote. I always write, wake up on my to-do list so I can at least accomplish one thing a day. Mm. <laughs> That's lazy as hell. <laughs> you know what? That actually, I'm going to start doing that. That makes me feel better. And on that note, y'all be blessed and not stressed. We all. This is a Mondays with A&J and the Plug Agency production.